You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Kiana Jones, artist and founder of Happening Hands, a community that helps makers and creative business owners build thriving, profitable businesses. Every week on our podcast, we discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to build that profitable handmade or creative business that you've always dreamed of. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the show. Today's special guest is Mickey Kennedy, the founder of eReleases, a company that helps small businesses, startups, and authors get website traffic and better quality customers through coverage in the media. Mickey holds an MFA in creative writing with an emphasis in poetry from George Mason University. His press releases have resulted in articles being published in the Wall Street Journal, CNN, Bloomberg, and many more prestigious news outlets. So without further ado, let's jump in. Welcome to the show, Mickey. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So I'd love to know more about you and how did you, you know, get your start in creative writing, poetry, and ultimately PR? And what was the journey like to launching your company e-releases? Right. So um, basically, I'd always been interested in writing. Um, and then when I went to college, I major- majored in English and then decided I wanted to uh, pursue an MFA and creative writing with an emphasis in poetry. I knew it was a bit selfish, but I was like, eh, you know, why not? There's always <laughs> student loans. And so uh, I did that. I assumed I would wait tables and write poetry in the evenings. And after I graduated, I did a summer <laughs> of waiting tables and being <laughs> on your feet for 10 or 12 hours. It's, it's tough physically. Yeah, and then psychologically exhausting. and emotionally, I just felt like drained every day. So I wasn't reading, I wasn't writing. And I Mm. said, I need a safe office job. And I was hired by a telecom research startup in DC as employee number three. And because I had the writing (laughs) background, they said, Hey, you're going to write press releases and send them to the media for us. And so I Mm. sort of figured out what it was that the media was interested in. And I faxed them press releases. And a lot of them started to call and say, could you email this over? Uh, It's easier to work with these numbers and charts and things like that in a Word document than uh, through a fax. So I started emailing and I sort of thought, you know, email seems like a much easier way of, of doing Mm -hmm. things. And that's how e-releases was born. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's where the E comes from. And uh, over (laughs) the years, the newswire came and approached us and said, we'd Mm -hmm. like to work together. And I pointed out at the time that they charged over $1,200 to move a 500 word press release nationally. I just didn't think my clients would be able to afford anything close to that. And they worked on a, a discount program uh, so that all of our releases go out nationally over the wire. Um, and it's just still a few hundred dollars as opposed to paying, you know, many thousands of dollars to go out over the wire. Yeah, I love that. That's that's awesome. I feel like that's so true for most um, startups or, you know, businesses that are still in their early years. You know, they're trying to um, afford uh, just the basics <laughs> sure. uh, before they kind of scale. So give me a little background. Um, personally, I know how important getting press around your business can be, but um, just give me some more background on e-releases. How does it stand apart, especially for small businesses, besides the cost um, right. side of things? So uh, most of the clients that work with us uh 
it's their first time they've done a real press release. And so mm-hmm. we're really good at holding people's hands through the process, walking them through expectations, um, you know, what kind of reports they'll get and things like that. So um, we also are open, you know, if you ever want us to consider looking at a press release or if you just have an idea, would this make a good press release? Um, when you call or chat at e-releases, the only person you'll be dealing with is an editor. And so mm-hmm. there's no salespeople or commissions or anything like that. And we're, you know, pretty good about helping people and walking them through the process. So my, my big thing nice. in the company is education. And Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time trying to educate my clients to be doing more strategic types of press releases, the ones that are more meaningful and more likely to yield um, results in getting Mm -hmm. earned media. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, And now I know this sounds like such a basic question, but for all the small business owners out there who have never sent a press release in their life, um, they have no experience with it. uh, What is the potential impact that it can have? on a business? So uh, it can be like, you know, transformative. Uh, we, we did a press release early in the pandemic for the Dining Bond Initiative, and it was set up as a temporary thing to help restaurants that were closed during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it, they knew it was going to have a very short life to it, but they wanted it to, you know, maximize and reach as many people as possible. So we sent the release out for them and it got over 150 articles, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, uh, you know, uh, all the major publications, um, lots of newspapers. And it was just one press release. Now, I think it did so well because it was good news at a time when there was so much negative and Mm. negative news and uncertainty with, you know, what was going on and, uh, here was something positive and people could actually do It's actionable. You nominate a local restaurant and then you give them money that's sort of secured through like a gift certificate and the money immediately goes to the restaurant. It generated an excess of $10 million in revenue. And that was, you know, PR was basically the only marketing that was done for it. And, you know, that's an extreme example of, you know, when Mm -hmm. it's behind you, and you're very newsworthy that you can really, really go far and and do well. Most people, um, you know, favorable results is, you know, selling some products, getting some new leads coming into the pipeline. And, you know, how big that is, it really varies. Um, I've, I've had some clients who are just like, you know, this is amazing. This is like, you know, better than our Google advertising you know, uh, as far as the number of new customers coming in within a month and other people who are like, you know, it, it's five or 10% of that, but it's still profitable and it's still something that we want to do. So we see all different types of, of things like that. Um, at the end of the day, uh, it, it, the important thing is just really having a message that's strategic and not necessarily mm-hmm. copying what you see other press releases out there doing because the big secret or not so big secret, my industry is probably 95 to 98% of press releases that go out, do nothing. And Mm. it's because they haven't really reverse engineered the messaging to take advantage of the fact that journalists are uh, gatekeepers and they have yeah. to find something within your message that they feel is captivating and interesting enough that they want to share with their audience. And uh, a lot of people write it from, I want to sell this product. Here's the product. Here's features. 
but it doesn't really give a journalist anything to make a story and journalists mm. are storytellers. So anything that you can do to sort of build a story, uh, you know, have that, that data in the press release, you're much more likely uh, to do well. For example, a product launch, so many people just put product and features. Well, include case or use case studies, a uh, mm. person who tried this product, what their results were, and maybe a quote from them. That really enables a journalist to say, here's a new product, here's someone who used it, this was the results they saw, and here's a quote from them. That's more of a story arc, and that's be- more aligned with what journalists like to do when they're writing articles. Yeah, I love that. So this question is more geared towards um, kind of when you're planning like the beforehand, before you create a press release. When you are, as a product-based business, thinking about a new product, thinking about a new partnership, think, should you be kind of thinking about, is this going to make a good press release? Is this going to make a good story? I, w- I want to talk about that a little bit, just because you know a lot of product-based businesses, at least the newer ones, they're just making the products, right? They're just making right. the products and they're just posting pictures and um, they're hoping someone will buy it. But how can you kind of package that into what you're doing on a day-to-day basis in planning your kind of daily business tasks, how you're connecting with people, the story that you're building around your products? Right. So I think that there's lots of different avenues and weaving of ideas for press releases. Um, I think that uh, you know a press release about your story, about how you came to be the person that you are, your journey, uh, the obstacles that you've overcome, uh, is 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 one that can work for people. It's it sort of, especially if you build it out so that it's very like a story arc, uh, you know, the hero journey, um, and and just be authentic. That, that's that's one avenue. But another might be, uh, here's a product that you're developing. Is there an angle here that would make it really irresistible to the media. Um, and if not, is there a way I could, you know, improve it or have an angle that would do really well? For example, if you were building a, you know, creating a product that was very small, could you craft one that was like 10 feet by 10 feet or something like that as a, uh, a show piece? And as a result, you know, that on its own being of the, the size of it and everything else that could be a newsworthy hook or avenue to get into the product. And, um, you know, it, it really is a little bit of trial and error and figuring out what the media responds to. Um, yeah. but take advantage of like everything that you do that's unique. Um, every, mm-hmm. you know, avenue that you have, um, it's a, it's a really, you know, one of those things that it, the same thing doesn't work for everyone. But right. when you find something that works, generally, you can tweak it and modify it and see if you can get uh, leverage again and again. That makes total sense. So, okay, so they've written a press release, this person, this business owner, they've sent it out, um, and maybe they're not seeing the results they want. What should an entrepreneur do next to kind of improve the outcome of sending out releases? Right. So a proper PR campaign is usually six to eight press releases. So (laughs) having one right off the bat not work is not unusual, but uh, I would, I would, you know, there are things that you can do that are more 
strategic um, mm-hmm. and, you know, things, things along those lines that can work really well. Um, you know, do recognize that the media is looking for content and sometimes having ready-made uh, seasonal content works really well. So like mm-hmm. as you move to a holiday like Mother's Day or Christmas or even Halloween or something like that, if you have products that um, align themselves with that, you know, put something together, um, you know, sort of like a gift guide in which you're a part of it and you yeah. know, showcase that, have really great um, photos. Um, they don't have to be professional photos is one of the things that I, I do um tell people because a lot of people really feel they have to be extremely professional, but sometimes candid shots are work really well. And a lot of the media is putting their content online. And so they like to have engaging uh, photos and product uh, photos uh, there. And a lot of the ones that people tend to respond to the best are those that are look like they're more candid shots or you know, something that, you know, me or you might have done as opposed Mm -hmm. to like a professional photographer. Right. Okay. That's really good to know. (laughs) Thank you. Right. Are you a maker who's struggling with knowing exactly how to grow your business and wish you could have someone just give you the steps to reach your goals and walk you through how to get there? If that's you, I want to send you a special invitation to sign up for business strategy coaching with me. We'll find your focus and goals for the next three months, and you'll receive a custom roadmap for how you're going to reach your goals in your business every day. Not only that, but we'll meet weekly for those three months so you can stay accountable to reaching your goals and have me as your personal marketing strategist in your corner. If you're ready to jump in, please shoot me an email at hello at happeninghands.com, and we'll set up a time to chat about your business goals and where you want to go. That's it. Back to the show. So now in terms of building your company, e-releases, I'd love to learn more about how you went about building a team for yourself and what impact has getting press for e-releases itself done for your company and its visibility. Right. So um, to answer the second one first, uh, you know, getting media attention is, is really important. It's something that we struggle with a little bit because we are within the industry and it's almost like it, 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 it almost seems like a conflict of interest, like, uh, you, sure. you know, a, 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 a baker being asked to have someone else bake a cake or something along those lines. So, mm-hmm. uh, but what we do is we do a lot of outreach with the media, um, we, do, we try to be as helpful as possible and we get attributed a lot, uh, including links to our website from uh, news websites, uh, informational and resource uh, sites. And uh, because I publish so much education, um, a lot of the stuff links to um, resources that we provide. And so I, I feel that that works really well for us and, and sort of what we do. Um, as far as going into... The first part, um, I, and, and I, I've sort of lost my train of thought here. What That's was, okay. Building your company, kind of oh, building, building that team. Okay. Yeah. I I didn't no build the team correctly uh, several times. Uh, okay. I hired people that really knew their editing, and I, I was really good at, you know, testing people and their editing skills because we only hire editors mm-hmm. and bringing them on board but they didn't stay. They usually left mm-hmm. after a year and we had heavy turnover. Um, I had a friend 
in a marketing mastermind that I was in who does HR for corporations. Mm -hmm. And finally, she said, Mickey, for two years, we've heard about how terrible your staff is and your staffing issues. She's like, let me interview your staff. Let me talk to your customers. Um, let me look at your job postings and see what the problem is. And yeah. she, she came back and said, I was the problem. I'm a micromanager. And mm. the, the employees found it stifling and like they mm. could never do anything right. And yeah. that I was always nitpicking. And uh, I, I realized she was right, but I, I couldn't help my ways. I spent a few weeks after that still finding myself that I was after a phone call was done, I was right behind the employee saying, next time you talk to them and they ask that, here's the way I would phrase it or things yeah. like that. So in April of 2015, I told my staff that uh, I wasn't going to come into the office anymore. If I can't be there, I can't micromanage. So I just yeah. handle mostly strategy, education and marketing from home. And I check in with the staff every once in a while. We'll have lunch together mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, but most of the people that were there in 2015 are still there. So yeah. we've gone from a one year turnover to like, we're, we're, you know, we're probably pushing six, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years, uh, for a lot of the staff that we have. And That's I awesome. think that being an entrepreneur, there is a mm -hmm. little bit of perfectionism and yeah. you want to do everything exactly right. But once mm -hmm. you start hiring people, you have to realize that they're not you and they're not going to do everything the way you would but right. they're still going to have really good experiences with your customers. And that was one of the things that my friend found out. She said, your customers love your customer service and how helpful the editors are and how willing they are to, you know, uh, change a headline or re make a recommendation for a press release or something like that. And so, um, you know, sometimes getting out of your own way is one of the best ways to sort of uh, allow your business to flourish because we've grown yeah. considerably since I've you know, stopped micromanaging and the staff mm -hmm. are happy. Uh, they seem to be doing very well and the customers seem to be really happy with the experiences that they're getting. That's awesome. Um, I love that because it, it's like, it took you some time to get there, but you know, and I feel like that's like every entrepreneur right. uh, or you're growing so fast that there's things that fall through the cracks. Um, right. But uh, that's awesome that you were able to kind of step back and say, okay, I'm going to take this person's advice <laughs> and it's working out. That's awesome. So thank you um, so much, Mickey. And finally, where can our listeners find you online? Okay. So um, ereleases.com is our website. Um, I do have a free strategic masterclass that talks about strategies that work for press releases, like what types of awesome. press releases are newsworthy and more likely to get media pickup. And it's completely mm -hmm. free and it's at ereleases.com forward slash plan, P-L-A-N. And okay. uh, all my social media is on the website in the lower right. The only one that I actively pay attention to is LinkedIn and I have people who sort of handle the rest for me. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Mickey. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into the Handmade CEO podcast. Check out the show notes to get a closer look at our guest today and our special offers. Most importantly, check out and join our membership for makers, Happening Hands, where we feature courses, workshops, monthly coaching, and more for makers and creative business owners who are ready to bring their businesses to the next level. You can do this by going to www.happeninghands.com. 
See you next time. And until then, don't forget that no dream is too big to turn into your dream job.